Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here coming to you from flowwood with caleb without we, tyler we, we kicked tyler off this week he's uh he's filling in um someplace else filling in for some coaches and we appreciate that so uh we'll miss him this week but what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how to get out of a fitness rut and uh this is a great conversation um especially if you've been working out for an extended period of time you know years multiple years um, it can get monotonous at times, and um, we want to talk about how to uh, to stay motivated. You know, how to when you're in the doldrums, you don't feel like there's anything on the horizon that you're specifically training for. What keeps you coming to the gym consistently? For for the, I think the the beginning of this conversation started from just members just being curious and say, you know, like, am I normal if I sometimes don't want to come to the gym? Because sometimes it's very easy to look around and we don't know what's going on in the mind of all the people around you. And so, um, it's very easy to only see the good or only see the energy and to not see the, the fatigue or to not see the, the, um, the challenge that sometimes comes with routine and sometimes comes with, uh, a, a year long fitness journey. And, and then you start talking about multiple year long fitness journey. Sometimes we only see everybody at their peak and we don't often see that. And sometimes it can be easy to feel, isolated or alone in that um you know sometimes our motivation changes and sometimes our our energy levels change and sometimes circumstances are to cause and sometimes it's normal and it's okay and so we have a lot of people that ask uh honestly you know do you like working out every day and we thought this is a great conversation to have because everyone whether you like it or not everyone is going to or whether you've experienced it or not is gonna question themselves and question you know am i normal am i alone in this and so we're just going to kind of talk through ways that we have uh, gone through that through the years or ways that we have, um, I guess, lifted ourselves out of that and ways we've seen other people encourage us in that. So, um, you know, this is for this is for everybody out there that had this question. My first response would be, yes, you are normal. I think I know everybody goes through that from time to time. And um, I think that's a lot of reason why a lot of people will jump from program to program or gym to gym. Um, is uh, the uh, the novelty starts to wear off over after a certain amount of time, no matter how much you change things up um, with the uh, the programming or the different types of things. There's still only so many different ways you can do a squat. There's still only so many different ways you can, you know, run or bike or row or whatever. And we always try to keep it engaging. But, um, you know, you are doing a lot of similar things over extended period of time. And it get, can get to the point where you feel, um, the, the motivation start to wane. And so, uh, you know, and you know, we see it with, with lots of different people and we've, we've all experienced that in our own journey, but what is it that separates the people who, um, show up consistently day in and day out for years and years, uh, from the person who 
makes a ton of progress in six months and then loses focus and gets distracted and does something else and then they come back a year later what 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 is the top thing that you you think of caleb when you see somebody like that the this is a conversation we had yesterday and the first thing that pops into my mind when i hear that from someone is i see where they were and i remember what it was like to take them through on ramp first day and for them to go through just a very easy not even a warm-up necessarily but just to go through some basic movements and to see the level of fatigue uh to see people start to realize how how bad it's gotten and so i'm just constantly aware of where people start and so i think the greatest contributor to these ruts that people feel um is forgetting where you started and so we we lose track of how much progress we've made and we look right now and say oh this isn't working you know or because if you were if it was something where every day you came to the gym you got a hundred dollars you would show up every day you'd look at your bank account and you'd see that it added up but the fitness results are not always so evident they're not as tangible uh, oftentimes in the short term and so what we've got to do is look at the long term in order so we do see the account we see our fitness account and we look back at how broke we were in terms of fitness and we see how rich we are now but just like anything, once you get used to it, you're like, you forget what it was like to, to be back at ground zero and to be back at that starting point. So that's where I like to, the first thing I want to have a conversation with people is, let's just take a minute and, and think back to where you were when you walked into the gym the first day. I think that's great. And we all, you know, I made a post about this not long ago, we all are quick to forget how far we come or where we started at and, uh, you know, are so easy to look at where we're not at or where somebody else is and compare that to ourselves and forget, man, we've lost 50 pounds in a year or, you know, 10% body fat in a year or feel so much better than I used to. And we forget the reasons why we started in the first place. But going to your analogy of if somebody gave you a hundred dollar bill every single time you came and worked out of the gym, you eventually would get to the point where that would stop being motivated for you. <laughs> you know, you yeah. would start to be like you know, I got enough money, you know, another hundred dollars and get, and it sounds crazy to think about, especially, um, if somebody is like just starting out in the working force, but there's plenty of people that get to the point where, um, in business or in life where money, they achieve their fi financial goals and that no longer becomes the motivator. And there's either two things that happen. Either they just kind of hang out there, start to chill and be like, you know, I'm happy. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Um, and just kind of tread water here for the rest of, for for the rest of my working career, or they have to find another source of motivation. And so even even if you were paying somebody every single time they came to the gym, eventually they would get to the point where that wouldn't motivate them because, the, you know, the extra money that they would get, eventually they would build it up so much where it's not going to really impact their life, and it would be a lot easier for them to to change. Um, to me, the first thing I think about is identity, and I look at the people who have been members of Coyote since day one, and they identify themselves either as CrossFitters or fit people or Coyote people. And that is deeply ingrained in their identity. And for, I think of myself personally as fitness and health is a top priority in my life. And it will be for the rest of my life because I know what life is like without being fit and healthy. And so, um, no matter what working out and eating clean and hitting my protein consistently, 
uh, hitting my body weight in grams and protein consistently um, is just a part of my life. And it's like as much a part of my life as brushing my teeth is every single morning or, you know, eating <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day or going to bed every night. I mean, it's, it's, it's not something that I even think about. Yeah, there's days where I don't feel like working out and I can change my intensity, my effort, what I do on that given day. But I know what happens if I go a week or two without working out. That's why I work out when I'm on vacation because I feel like crap. <laughs> when I don't work out, I feel terrible. And I, I'm like, it's just not worth it to me to, to skip working out because I know how bad I feel. And if you, sh I know what would happen if I strung four weeks together of not working out. I would be, I would feel worse than I have in decades. And so to me, my identity is, uh, one of my identities is being health and fit. And that's just part of who I am. And that's just part of life as much as brushing my teeth is part of life. It would take effort for, it takes effort for new people to come into the gym and for people to get started. And once your identity changes and you do have that, that, um, transformation and you have that identity shift, all of a sudden then you, you feel wrong if you don't, you know, you're making a poor choice and you feel it when you don't do it. So regardless of the immediate, what is this right this second? I can't see it. That's okay. What you'd see is if you stopped, then you would, it would be very tangible if you stopped, even though sometimes it doesn't feel as tangible when you do continue with it. Um, second thing I think about is, and, and you hit on it. And so this is kind of what sparked my thought on this, but um, one of the other things we want to do is continue to set goals. And what I mean by that is it doesn't always have to be progress in terms of linear progress. All right, my goal used to be to do this squat, and now I want to do this weight on my squat, on my bench, or on my, you know, or PR this workout. Sometimes setting goals is about looking at what your life is currently like because you may be in a different stage than you were three years ago when you started. And so, uh, like you've talked about a lot, the journey for you in fitness when you get to a when you get to a certain peak, the amount of time it would take to get back there, and even the age wise, it's impossible to get back there. So what we've got to do is we've got to redefine success but still set goals. So you still find yourself so you know, a CrossFit Games athlete who makes the podium Ten years later, they're still setting goals, even though their goal is not to PR a workout that they did at you know event two at the CrossFit Games ten years ago. That that would be insane. But they're still finding ways to set goals and finding ways to uh, pursue a goal that's going to make them better in every area. And so for a lot of our members, I think the fitness rut sometimes leads to a conversation about nutrition because um, whether you know it or not, sometimes our fitness we think we're at a peak and then we realize man, if I set some goals and focus on my nutrition, along with that will come so many other easy movements in the gym, or uh, along with that will come an ability to breathe a little easier. Uh, my conditioning will improve because I'm not carrying around a little bit of extra weight. And so for some people, everyone at every age can set a nutrition goal. You know, hey, I want to start, I want to start adding this into my nutrition. I want to start sleeping better. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to set goals other than just the heaviest lift I've ever done. So for a lot of people that are finding themselves in a rut, set a goal that's fun, that's achievable. Don't set a performance goal if you're in the middle of a season with your kids where your your you know responsibilities have just increased, but it still doesn't mean you can't set a goal. I think, and, and, and building off of that, it's changing uh, the reason that you show up to the gym. And uh, we all started at the gym for one reason or the other. You know, for me, I was wanting to 
put on get bigger and stronger i was always a skinny kid i wanted to put on muscle and then i got addicted to the feeling of getting stronger and adding muscle and being bigger and performing better in in sports because of my training well eventually you get to the point where that's not a motivator anymore either you're you've reached something that you're you're satisfied with and you you don't want you you know you've achieved your goal in that area or maybe that is not a priority anymore well if that continues to be the sole focus and reason and motivator for you to go to the gym, you're quickly going to get to the point where I've already achieved my goal. This isn't a priority anymore. What am I doing this for? And I, I reached that uh, point in my journey when I no longer wanted to compete and co com competing and, and performing at the highest level and fitness had been my motivator for so many years that it took me a, a period of time to change the reason why I was coming to the gym. And so then it started to become, well, I'm doing this to support myself outside of the gym to make myself healthy and feel better so I show up better at work so I show up better for my family so I'll be healthier and able to engage more with my family with my kids live longer be healthier that type of stuff and once I was able to make that transition to the reason why I was coming to the gym every day it, it made it so much easier for me to start showing up anymore because I ultimately I knew why I was doing it and so I think we all join the gym for a certain reason and eventually we get to the point where either we achieve that goal or it's no longer a goal anymore. And then if we can't pivot to another reason, we're, we're, it's going to be really easy just to stop coming. And so I think that's very important if you are in that season of, gosh, I'm just really having trouble getting motivated. Well, I think having a deep discussion with a coach or sitting down and talking with yourself, well, what, am, what, what do I really want to get out of this? What am I doing this for? Um, I said I wanted to squat 400 pounds, but that really just isn't moving the needle for me. Um, what really motivates me to go? And then if you start to think, well, I want to be able to um, feel better every single day. And I know that when I come to the gym, I feel better. I know that I have a better uh, mental energy when I'm at home with my family. I mean, my, my family always comments that I'm in a much better mood when I work out. Um, I have more energy at work. I'm able to uh, stay stay focused longer at work. Um, I know that my grandkids are getting older, and I want to continue to be able to play with them um, 10 years down the road. If you can start thinking about those things and make the connection of what you're doing in the gym to those things, then you'll, you will find a new motivation. And I think that's just part of life is what motivates us when we're 25 is not what motivates us when we're 35. And what motivates us when we're 35 is probably not motivating for us when we're 45. And so we always have to kind of uh, pivot and be able to change the reason why we're doing certain things, even though we, they're all inside the walls of the gym. It just might look a little bit different what you do when you actually get there. One thing you said was literally the next point that I was going to make was um, you got to have someone to talk to about it. And oftentimes we, we have this internal battle and we have these like angels and demons on our shoulder and it's like back and forth, di different thoughts. And sometimes just verbalizing goals can actually make it either stick with us or say, you know what? that doesn't really move the needle for me. And so finding a coach, you know, this, the idea for this episode even just came from a conversation that a client had with me as a coach about, Hey, honestly, like, I don't want to come to the gym. I've been here four months. I've made amazing progress. And I feel like it's going to be really hard to just keep coming to the gym every day. And so what we're talking through literally was 24 hours ago, walking through someone exactly through these steps. And when you just said that, the thing that popped into your mind not being a part of that conversation was the same thing that I was thinking about as a, you know, a, as a working through operations and working with coaches, 
one of the goals that we have for our coaches is to be able to always be able to educate um, our clients on whether or not they have uh, one, whether they can set a goal or if they want to set a goal and then being able to walk alongside them if they do set that goal. So for us, if someone's goal is to, you know, jump out of an airplane and parachute, that's, you know, I can't help you with that. That's not it. But if it's something related to nutrition or mindset or to fitness, then we want to make sure that we have coaches who are equipped to be able to walk alongside that. And even coaches who are able to have a healthy conversation about what it is that you truly care about. And so we have coaches and what we try to do is just ask a lot of questions to clients, ask leading questions that help them uncover what they truly want. And then we want to come alongside them. And so what, for me, the thing I think about when people are in a rut is sometimes they don't trust that they're doing the right things to get to that goal. And so they may need to be educated. So we work really hard to try to educate. Every, every week we meet with our coaches to try to educate in another area, whether it be pain or um, a, a, a movement flaw that we see that's going to really improve their performance. Um, we want our clients to be educated, to know, and to be able to ask the question, is this the best program for me? Is Coyote Fitness the best place for me to achieve this goal that we just talked through? And so I think for a lot of people, if they trust the process, then you get to where you can almost be patient. You're a little more patient as you get into the lull of realizing that, you know, it may take, it's, you know, a strength cycle may take 12 weeks. Uh, you know, this body composition goal I have may take six months. And all along the way, you need to be, uh, you need to trust that you have chosen the correct path. And so we want to, that's what I love to do. And, you know, I know what we want our clients to know is that they have chosen what, or what we've given them is something that we feel 100%, no doubt about it, can help them with that. And so for a lot of people, it's just educating yourself and trusting the process. I know it's so easy to just live in our own minds and just walk around living in our own world with all our thoughts and just kind of like a, create a prison of, all the thoughts and feelings that we have and just the process of talking with somebody else about it can help us realize that there's other people that are either going through that same feeling or emotions or thoughts at the same time or have gone through in the past. And it just helps so much to be able to get it out there and talk about it and, and figure out what's going on. Um, so I, I think that's a great point is just talking about it with somebody. I'm having these feelings and that's, that's so great that the member had the trust with you, Caleb, to come in and ask you that. And y'all had a great conversation. And I know this member left feeling much more motivated and excited and being able to pinpoint exactly why he came to the gym because of it. Whereas if he hadn't talked to you, he might have just continued to dwell on it and then eventually left. And then a year from now, he's like, man, I was making such good progress. Why did I stop going? I really regret it. And I have conversations like this a lot with former members. And I can just feel when they say, I really want to get back there but there's something holding them back. And I can feel the remorse of the fact that they had stopped coming in the first place. And they worked really hard to develop this habit, this make this progress. And they let life happen or whatever happened. And they lost the habit. And now they are really regretting it. But they're scared of getting back into it because they know how much work it took the first time. And gosh, it's so much easier if you could just not stop you know mm -hmm. when you work so hard to get these to develop this habit and like maybe you've been coming to the gym for a year or two years and you've made so much progress um don't give that up because you start feeling like uh i'm you know i'm i don't know why i'm coming anymore you know i've made so much progress but i'm having trouble staying motivated 
well, think about all the work that you put into it at this point. That's a reason in itself. You want to maintain that work and don't let all that go to waste. And, you know, where would you be if you stopped what you were doing for six months and then you had to try to come back and work right back to where you were? You know, you've lost a couple of years that you could have been making progress or at least maintaining your progress. So that's so important just to talk about it um, with somebody else because they can help you understand, um, you know, and, and, and put a words to the feelings because a lot of times we have these feelings and it's hard for us to put it exactly into words what we what it is we're feeling. What's so cool about that story is that the next day that member came up to me and said, hey man, thanks so much for the conversation yesterday. I'm feeling a lot better today. It was just voicing it. It was almost just giving someone permission to confess that they don't want to be in the gym today or they don't want to be in the gym right now. Hey, I'm not really feeling super motivated. Well, we had a conversation that was pretty quickly through this, uh, you know, the, the things that we've been talking about so far. And when we got to the part about setting a new goal, we didn't specifically mention anything, but what he did was he thought about it. And then he came back to me the next day and he said, Hey man, what kind of jump rope should I get? I want to start learning double unders. I, I did not have a conversation about jump rope. We didn't even talk about a movement. But he came to me and said, hey, and so I knew in his mind that process, he went through that and realized, man, you know what? I've kind of gotten to where, all right, I can jump rope now. And now for four months, I've done the same thing. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to set a new goal. Maybe I need to just try to learn a new skill. And so that kind of leads to the, the point that I thought about was just kind of some miscellaneous things with people going through the different stages is um, sometimes it is a new skill or something that may be a challenge, but for a lot of people who have gone through stages of learning new skills, it may not be anything new at all. It may be giving yourself permission to take the pressure off of advancing, so to speak, um, but maybe it's getting into it. Maybe it's training smarter. Maybe it's advancing in your maturity to know when 80% is your 100%. Because I think oftentimes what people regret when you were talking about, you know, seeing people in the grocery store or running into someone at dinner and that, that kind of that remorse that they feel, the biggest obstacle is knowing in their mind, it's knowing it's going to be painful when they start back and knowing how big of a mountain that feels like. And what people really don't know from the outside is that what we've done, we've done so much with our program to make that mountain a very steady, gradual climb that allows them to acclimate to it. Almost like you're, you know, you're climbing Everest. You don't just go straight up to the top, right? You, you couldn't breathe. What you've got to do is you've got to acclimate slowly and you've got to acclimate and then come back down. And then you go up and you come back down to that base. And so you slowly do that. So I think for fitness, it's the same. We've created these tracks and we've, we have coaches who, and we have an environment that supports people coming in and saying, you know what, today's my 80% day. This week is my 80% week. I'm here to move. I'm here to do the sweat track. I'm going to do a little more than I would have done if I did, you know, if I didn't work out, but I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. And so, um, when you give people permission, sometimes advancing in your fitness is being mature enough to know when to step back the intensity and not feel like you got to go into that pain cave just to make progress. The high intensity is an amazing tool, but it is not, no one, no one needs high intensity exercise every single day for the rest of your life. What we need is just to be able to use that tool to stretch that muscle, but we need consistency. And so sometimes it's just, it's just giving yourself permission to not feel like fitness is all or nothing. You got to hurt. You got to be laying on the ground after 
80% is enough to change your life. And so giving yourself permission to not PR, but to actually take a step back and to be at peace with that. That's, that's really good. Uh, another thing that, that popped in my head is, um, well, two things. Number one, you know, this, this kind of thought process can come with people if they have some kind of nagging pain or something. Uh, maybe their elbow's been bothering them for a little while and they're just tired of it hurting and they think taking rest is going to make it better or, um, you know, their knee or something along those lines where it could be as simple as um, figuring out what muscle is tight and working on it for three or four days and the pain can be gone. Um, I know I've been down that road so many times and um, three or four days of focused work and the pain that I've been dealing with for six months all of a sudden is completely gone. And that can be as simple as asking your coach, hey, my, this is really bothering me. What's going on? And they can, they can help you get out of that pain. And all of a sudden you have a brand new motivation because, oh, man, this pain I've been dealing with for so long um, is finally gone. And so something as, it can be something as simple as that, that just that consistent pain over an extended period of time can really wear, wear down your motivation. Another one is uh, people feel like maybe they're at a plateau. You know, this is something people will say is I'm at a plateau. I don't feel like I'm making progress. And we can first circle back to what you talked about at the beginning is, well, let's look at actually where you were when you started and how much progress you've made. And you're comparing yourself to other people. And we've talked about that before. But another one is people think I'm at a plateau. I need to add in even more work or I need to do this strength cycle or whatever. You know, that's when somebody says I want to do a cycle or a strength cycle. To me, that's always a red flag um, because 99 times out of 100, you don't need to add more work into what you're doing. You need to do more quality work with what you're already doing and so first off i think a lot of times people are not getting what they could out of the workouts because they're not they don't have the mobility to be able to access the right muscles you know they are not able to use their glutes and their lats the way they should be able to because they're so tight and so adding more work to work that they're already not making progress from is not going to make it's going to actually break them down even further and, and really make them regress because they're not recovering from what they're already doing. You know, if you come to the gym, if you come to Coyote Fitness four plus days a week, you should consistently make progress in lots of different areas. So if you're not, then we need to figure out what's going on. Are you sleeping? Are you not sleeping enough? Are you getting six hours of sleep every night? Are you tracking your food? Are you, are you hitting your body weight and protein grams? <laughs> I got some feedback on this. Uh, somebody said, you guys always say body weight in protein, but you don't, that, I know what you mean, but some people not, might not know what that means. When we say body weight and protein, we're saying body weight in grams of protein. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're eating 200 grams of protein. Just clarifying Wait, that. Wait, hold on. It doesn't mean 200 pounds of yeah, meat not, not 200 every pounds day? Of, not 200 pounds of meat. I've been hitting that. <laughs> I, I wonder what's wrong. Just to clarify, when we say that, we're saying 200 or whatever you weigh, that many grams in protein is what we're saying. So vast majority of people if they're not tracking their food you're definitely not doing it vast majority of people aren't doing that um are you tracking your food you know that's another very low-hanging fruit to me tracking your food and uh consistently is gonna you're gonna make more progress on that than adding an extra day or two at the gym and then mobility like so many people would make so much progress in the gym just by adding in extra mobility every day if you could add it in Number one, start taking the mobility of portion class serious, which a lot of people don't. Um, 
you would actually start being able to gain range of motion that's going to allow you to use the muscles correctly, which is going to allow you to lift more weight, be um, do the uh, more reps before you take a break, to be more efficient when you do um, your movement so you're able to go faster, and then that's going to make you fitter over an extended period of time if, if you're actually able to m perform the movements correctly. And then you're also going to be able to recover better. And then, so number one, taking the mobility portion class serious. Number two, add in, if you are doing that, add in an extra five to 10 minutes of mobility um, on another portion of the day. If you do that for 30 days, you'll be shocked at how much progress you will make. So people will start coming up to you and say, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing extra? Are you doing extra? <laughs> you know, it's always, are you doing extra training? Are you yeah. doing something outside the gym? No, I'm actually doing extra mobility. I've, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. They were asking, what's so-and-so doing? They've been making a lot of progress. Are they doing an extra condition? Are they doing extra conditioning? Are they doing extra strength training? Like, no, they're just, they're doing the class, but they are taking their nutrition serious and they're doing, uh, they're taking their mobility serious. It's got to be something more than that. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's, you know, all the small things add up to the big thing. So, um, for a lot of people, they could be a few small tweaks to their day-to-day -day routine from making tons and tons of progress. And so just being able to highlight that could, could be a catalyst to really make them take huge jumps forwards in their fitness that they haven't been able to make previously. All right. That's that just, I got to say, because probably one of the most common questions I get with people who are setting a goal with nutrition, and this gets to the fitness rut thing, because sometimes fitness ruts are caused by excessive exercise or excessive need to exercise or the feeling that I'm not doing enough. And so what happens from a nutrition standpoint, another conversation we had, I had yesterday with a client, when you set yourself up to do more exercise, if you cannot sustain that all year round, uh, what you're doing is you are you are burning more calories and when you stop doing that extra exercise all of a sudden your calorie needs change pretty drastically and so now you are a slave to the extra exercise which can overturn lead or over time lead to the feeling of I'm not doing enough I used to do an hour and a half of exercise now I'm just doing you know I'm just doing one hour and I don't feel like I'm seeing results and so oftentimes we need to match up that what is the long-term plan are you long-term going to be able to do an extra 30 minutes of cardio three four days a week probably not that's not reality for most people and so what we need to do is figure out how to eat according to what you're doing at the base and so like you said instead of adding exercise let's address the let's address the mobility let's take the pressure off the exercise and set some nutrition goals and then all of a sudden you have freedom from excessive exercise um the last point I had about the, the, the fitness rut and, and some of the things that people uh, experience is to, in regards to that, is to really focus on the environment that you're in and, and think about how much you gain from a supportive environment. Uh, oftentimes what we see for people is that whether they want to exercise or not or you know they have questions about whether they're making progress, oftentimes the one thing that they're overlooking is how much they gain from being around like-minded people who are all trying to better themselves, who are all working hard, who are all at different stages of their life um, and are all still prioritizing their health so that they can be better when they leave the gym. And so for a lot of people, the thing that when they get in that rut, they're, they're forgetting the fact that they're gaining so much from the supportiveness of the environment they're in and being around these like-minded individuals who also share that identity. 
And so that is one thing that people do miss when they, if they do decide to leave, they get into that rut and they, they kind of lose some momentum is they, that's the one thing people miss. They're like, man, I just, and you don't realize it till you're out of it. You're like, man, I miss everybody there. Or, you know, you start to realize, oh man, all these negative influences and negative voices, that was such a positive environment. And so I think for, for people, the last thing is to also just think about, you know, okay, I'm in a fitness rut. I don't really want to I don't feel I don't feel like doing burpees today. I really don't want to try to do as many wall balls as I can, and you know, I don't want to do sets of forty wall balls. Um, but what we do want is to go around and be in an encouraging place, and to go in and smile and laugh a little bit, to sweat a little bit, and so focusing on the environment and the gains that you get in terms of supportiveness um, is is a way to redefine the way you look at showing up to the gym. Because I watch people walk in the door and they light up and they're smiling for an hour plus. And they're laughing, they're smiling, they're talking with people, they're connecting with people. And when they leave, they feel better. And so sometimes it's maybe like realistically just taking some pressure off the exercise and recognizing how much you're gaining from the environment. Yeah, quit putting so much pressure on yourself to perform and where you finish on Sugar Watt every day and enjoy it. Going to the gym is fun. There's a lot of people there who are having a good time, smiling, laughing. Um, and it's just a great, great place to hang out. That's why people like to get there early and stay late and have, have fun. And I just enjoy taking class every single time I do it. I, I never regret when I do. And so I would just encourage you have fun, smile. Don't, don't put so much pressure on yourself to, to achieve X, Y, and Z. So, um, I'll just finish by saying, um, you know, if you feel like you're in a rut, you're not alone. We've all been there. We all feel that way from time to time and um just voicing it and putting it out there and talking with somebody is uh can have a a huge impact and just turn the volume down on it so much and makes makes you feel like um you're not alone and we're here with you and uh maybe a few small tweaks can get you right back in there and motivated and fired up so that was a great discussion um i'm glad uh glad we uh, delved into that today hopefully that was uh enlightening for some of you and some of you can apply it to your uh current you know fitness journey or put it in your back pocket for down the road so uh let's move on to the next segment outside the box so uh we are leaving uh, been saying this for a while but by this time this episode comes out we will have gone and come back from our beach trip looking forward to that football season should be ramping up right around when this episode comes out and uh we got college football starting we got nfl starting we got hard knocks going right now we got a lot of stuff going on. We had two brief reprieves of 100-degree weather and dropped down below 90 for a couple of days, and that was glorious. And uh, fall is fall is almost here. I can smell it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the fall. What do you got, Caleb? It was, it was really sad. The other night, there was a slight breeze, and so Sarah and I like ate dinner outside. And I was like, man, this, this is pretty lame that we're out here. It's like there's a breeze, and it's not <laughs> 90 degrees. Yeah. Uh, and so we're sitting outside trying to enjoy it, but, uh, man, not a lot. We got a little, got a little shower. We are four weeks away and I was, it, uh, from the baby, uh, a lot of folks have been asking. Um, it's a little scary to think I have a nephew that was born a couple years ago and we're already past the point that he was born. And, uh, so it is, uh, it's here that's consuming just about everything. So I'm on high alert and I think I've got to keep my phone on ring now. Uh, that was something someone told me. They're like, you realize you need to have your phone with you now, like everywhere. And so we're at that point. So that's outside the box. Is uh, Wow, four weeks. Yep. 
almost there. That's all we're doing. I'm trying to get the last couple golf rounds in and, um, <laughs> you important. know, try to try to soak all, it up. All the, uh, the, the, the importance, uh, things, man, that's exciting. Uh, this, this episode will come out and, uh, you guys will be almost there. So really looking forward, looking forward to that. Um, you got anything to recommend before we uh, wrap it up here? I do. It's been a couple years. I'm going to reuse this recommend, but uh, there's a book that your brother, uh, you and your brother probably told me about. I think you did, and maybe uh, we both, we all read so it. Red Rising? Right the Red Rising. That was me. I, you I, told me about Red Rising, mm -hmm. and then maybe Ty and I were reading it at the same time. A bunch of people have read it. Um, and so I remember reading this book uh, years ago and actually went through, and they, they're releasing currently. They're still coming out, and so... Uh, one of our members had posted about the newest Red Rising book that came out, I think, last month. Maybe the fifth one? It just came out. Uh, okay. It's the sixth one. Okay, the sixth one. So I had only gotten through the fourth book. I'd, I made a mistake and read them all back to back to back, and the next one came out. And what happened when that, that next gap is I, I lost a lot of what um, what I remembered about the details of it. And yeah. so I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat this kind of like Game of Thrones. I'm going to go back and read through it and just refresh on the characters because I remember that book and that actually book that book was the first true like science sci-fi science fiction book that I read as an adult and it opened my mind to a type of book that I didn't know that I would like that I loved and the character like that first Red Rising book was pretty monumental for me to realize that that was a genre of reading and now I've enjoyed so many books because of it. So I went back and started Red Rising again and I'm just flying through it and I'm still like blown away at um, how much it pulls you in and how much it pulled me in. So uh, reading back through book one, Red Rising. What's the name of the series? Is it Iron? Is the series uh, Iron I think Gold, it's just or is that the, just the I think it's book? called the Red Rising series. The Red Rising series. So uh, check it out if you haven't. It's a it's an awesome book. It's a, I would say it's a mix between uh, the first book for sure is a mix between like Hunger Games and it's got a little bit of that feel. But what would you Dune? Dune. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's Star my Wars. number one recommend. My number one recommend book for people. Yeah. When they ask about fiction. Red Rising, the first one was just an amazing book. I loved it so much, and uh, I've read all of them. And I pre-ordered the sixth one, and it just came in uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so I'll be reading that here, but I'm gonna have to do a refresher because it's been a long time since I read uh, read the first five. So I'll, I'll have to refresh on that. But looking forward to reading that. So I got a little bit different recommend this time. I'm going to recommend to tape your mouth shut when you sleep. Okay, so uh, this is something I've been doing. I, I played around with it maybe three or four years ago for a bit, and then I uh, stopped doing it. And uh, when we moved, I found all my 3M tape that I had bought at that time, and my wife had been complaining about me snoring. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start taping my mouth shut again. And immediately... I started sleeping deeper and waking up more refreshed, like the, the very next day. And um, I started having dreams, and I've been having dreams very consistently, and I can actually remember some of my dreams now, which I, I couldn't remember the last time I was able to remember a dream or that I had even dreamed. And so that's just a great sign that I'm getting a deeper sleep, and I'm waking up before my alarm pretty much every day now, or a, a lot of times I don't even have to set my alarm. I'm waking up at the same time. And I'm waking up refreshed and ready to go in the morning as opposed to like groggy. And so I've also, my snoring is pretty much non-existent now. 
um, and I'll, I still check in with my wife every now and then if I eat, you know, something I shouldn't have, then I will snore a little bit, but, um, it's just been a game changer for me. Just have waking up. You just can't put a price on waking up, feeling refreshed and, um, energized, energized for the entire day. And there was a long period of time where I would get really tired and after lunch and just kind of worn down and feel like I needed to take a nap. And I don't, I don't get that anymore. I just have a lot more energy every single day. I don't even feel like the, the, the coffee that I have in the morning is not even necessary. It's just something I enjoy. Whereas it used to be like, I got to have this coffee just to get the day going. So taping my mouth shut has been a game changer. I just bought the 3M tape. Yeah. Tell us about Amazon. Tell us about the tape. I bought the, 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 I bought a box of 3M, like it's white tape. It doesn't stick to you when it comes off. So it doesn't hurt. Um, and, uh, I bought a whole box of it off of Amazon for like $15 and that's like probably like a five year supply of tape. And I just take a little piece off of it and I say good night to my wife. I love you. And then I put the tape on my mouth and then I turn the lights off and I, and then I go How to sleep. How do you tape? Do you tape it straight down? Do you tape no, it across? across? I tape it across. All right. Yeah. So is there a special kind of tape you want to, or is there a special t- a tape you want to avoid doing? Duct tape. Okay, so we're gonna stick. We're gonna stay away from duct tape, electrical tape, probably similar. Yeah, no, the three M is uh, wake up yeah, like the three, and either can't get it off or have like red like yeah, like yeah. allergy reaction to it. Yeah, avoid any extra sticky tape. So I I got the three M tape because I had heard about it from um from a couple people on podcasts and that's what they recommended. That works great for me. Um, some people say it's hard for them to keep it on their mouth, and so I know they do make like specific mouth taping tape now that you can buy um i'm sure it's a lot more expensive but for me the 3m works i just i just rip off like a four inch maybe long piece of tape and put it uh side to side across my mouth and then i know some people might have to do that in vertical as well to keep it on i've just been able to do it side to side now if you have like a beard or something when if my facial hair gets longer it's a little bit harder so that's going to make it a little bit more difficult um, it's definitely easier to stay on when when I've shaved. Um, so keep that in mind. You might have to play around with it if you have a beard or something like that. But um, I would highly recommend, especially if you're if you're if your significant other says you snore or you don't really dream or you wake up feeling groggy every day. Um, it's just uh, it it really has been a, a a real big game changer for me. What about newborns? Do we encourage using the tape? For newborns, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I don't, okay, I don't think that's a good idea. Last ditch effort. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's it uh, for this week. Uh, hope you guys enjoy that episode, and we will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.